This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Hi, Cody. <laughs> it's going good. How about yeah. you? Well, I made it back to the podcast studio, safe and sound from my many travels. Your many, many travels. I lost Ken along the way, though. Is Man that is what's down. missing in the yes. room? Yes, it's weird. <laughs> Ken, Ken is down. Um, he made it back to home, but not in one piece and not very healthy. <laughs> not so. in one piece? Yeah. <laughs> Did he break a leg or no, something I think he's along thrown, the way? Or? I think he's thrown up guts as we <laughs> on the trail. Oh, that's, he's missing the pieces, yeah. like his stomach his and stomach his and... insides. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flu maybe type his, of situation. his will to live. <laughs> <laughs> Usually happens when you get that terribly well, sick. I think when you travel 14 hours in a car with children, yeah, I think he... Whatever they collected from school. No, they hadn't just... even got to school yet. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, this was yeah. our last vacation before school started, and mm-hmm. we caught something in the Midwest. Maybe it just didn't agree with him, even though he's from the Midwest. It's like his body finally rejected all the cheese and the <laughs> corn that we were having. Who are you, outsider? Yeah. You don't belong here You're anymore. not one of us anymore. Fa- <laughs> you fail. <laughs> You're weak and pathetic. I'm sure he's feeling really weak and pathetic right now. I mean, I would too. Yeah. I've been there before. So hopefully he'll be back next week, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, folks. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Please give him thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, but I think we can handle this without him. I, I think, think so we got too. this covered. It's just a quick week. So we were out last week for traveling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some things happened. And we'll talk about them today. And then <laughs> we and then it's Labor Day weekend. So we'll have a short week next week. And hopefully that extra time we'll have can recover and we can have a fun big podcast episode next week yeah and hopefully all you theater owners can join in on our fun that weekend and hopefully you have a good labor day weekend before that yeah so what um so what are some of the things that happened while we were gone there was some release calendar changes you guys missed some stuff yeah yeah yeah. so (laughs) anything new in the industry what did sony do nothing (gasps) they were they didn't come from sony they were as calm as a cucumber I believe that's the saying. I think uh, <laughs> they're just they're just gathering it all up to make it, it uh, a bunch of changes at once. Maybe, but you know, for coming back. So who is the bad? Who's the baddie that changed a bunch of stuff? Uh, which one do you want to start with? I I will start with the bulk <laughs> of what Warner Bros. did to us. I was us. gonna say it's all Warner Brothers. There's there's one from Universal. Oh, one. Oh. That, that, that actually Universal. is an important one, too. Yeah, we'll talk about that disgusting move. <laughs> uh, but let's start with uh, Winter Bros, at least, because yeah. they moved two of the upcoming um, DC movies, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, and Aquaman 2. Uh, Shazam was supposed to be releasing December 21st of this year, but they decided to push it farther back to March 17th, 2023. But that was also Aquaman's... Uh, release date that march 17th date so they decided to push it back to christmas of 2023 at the same time they also removed salem's lot their remake of salem excuse me from salem's lot on april 21st and it doesn't have a release date currently so they took it off the release schedule yeah that's what it appears to be Uh uh-oh and a surprising move warners to just take things off the release schedule yeah that usually doesn't happen and also not just for warner bros for most distributors in general they took a streaming movie that was going to be streaming only 
and put it on the theatrical release calendar. Uh, I believe it's a comedy called House Party. It's now supposed to be releasing December 9th. Hmm. Okay. Well, my reaction to some of these moves, I'm bummed about Shazam because I am concerned about Avatar. I, I'm not interested in seeing it, and I don't like to let my personal like tastes color what i put what i book i don't believe you i know i know you gave me a look of like don't blow this for me kyle (laughs) so i cool i but i am concerned it's been 10 years i know james cameron has a great track history and it is avatar which was one of the biggest movies of all time so it's coming from a good pedigree it's just that i I don't know if anybody who's ever rewatched an old Avatar. I don't know if it's if so much time has gone that, you know, the the people that really liked it, like if they if they liked it because the story was good, or if they liked it because the tech, because that was what started the three D craze. Right. So did did people go watch Avatar and have it be the biggest movie because the story was so fabulous and they want to go see what the next chapter is, or was it like I've got to experience this in three D? And then we don't really care about 3D anymore. And is there an experience attached to this story? And so I just, I I have my reservations about it. And so I had always in the back of my mind kind of was planning on Puss in Boots from Universal and Shazam being like my main anchor films for Christmas. I thought I've got Christmas covered. And regardless of what happens with Avatar, because I am concerned also that it's going to have a large weekly minimum requirement. It's a mm-hmm. big, t- it's a big property for them. I, I would think it's one of the only reasons why they bought Fox was, you know, this and the X-Men franchises. And, you know, there was some the top two pieces in there. I mean, if, if Disney's making or has made um, Avatar land at yeah. their theme park, that was a, a big huge, part of it. A huge big part of it. Yeah. So, this is going to be very, very important to them, and they are going to be very strict and have a lot of requirements on showings, and they're going to really push the 3D and the high frame rate on it. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a lot of mess. It's a hot mess of a film, and I just was kind of like, I've got Shazam, and I've got Puss in Boots, and mm-hmm. now I don't have Shazam. So I am bummed about that. So it just puts a lot more effort and, you know on avatar a lot more like emphasis on it yeah for to carry us through the holidays now yeah there's not anything else there to offset it so it's it's avatar and puss in boots and not really a lot of other stuff aquaman i'm okay with moving this from march to december the first one came out in december i think it's going to own that christmas 2023 time i'm I'm happy to see this. This is it, there's a reason why Aquaman and <laughs> worked at Christmas time. It was for for the moms. <laughs> well, yeah, I I can't deny that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Salem's Lot, I'm a little worried about. I I think that we were hearing there was some special effects issues, and that's why it's currently unset. Yeah, it could be that. I don't know if it's a dumpster fire of a film or not, but when you take something to unset and not just put it later on the release schedule, then that makes me worried that there's something like. Just really messed up with that film. Yeah, the reevaluating where it would go, maybe. Yeah. Um, when we saw clips of it at CinemaCon, I thought it looked good. Like, it still had, I thought it looked creepy. And it was. I forgot they showed something there. Yeah. So that's why I was really surprised that something, so something has happened there. And it right. can't just be all special effects. 
because they had effects in the what they showed us at CinemaCon. There's also a new regime at Warner Bros. now, so it's possible yeah. that they have seen what has been done so far to Salem's Lot, and they could be more unsure of it than mm-hmm. the last regime. So yeah, um, could be that as well. And House Party, I don't know anything about this. Is it even really done? Like, I know it was supposed to be a streaming-only movie, but I, I, I'm... Are they done filming it? Like I thought I was seeing some stuff on social media that they were casting still. So maybe I'm just getting two other films conflated, but Oh, I forgot it was I'm just looking this up now. I forgot that this was supposed to be a remake of the nineties house party. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I just didn't put the two and two together for some right. reason. <laughs> so I thought they were trying to get original cast back and I thought there was this whole thing, so is it going to happen in, for December? I mean, we're pretty close. We're getting closer to it. We're in the lot. We're getting close to the last quarter of the year. Right. And so we should be seeing more stuff about that. I, I think if we do see more stuff, it's going to catch us by surprise, just close to its release date. Yeah. Rush, it's going to, it's going to, yeah. That. Rush job, come and go. That sort of, um, strategy. So then what did universal do? I don't like, I don't even like looking at it on the sheet. (laughs) Just cross that out. Do you want me to say it? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to remember when it happened, but I think it was last week. uh, Universal put out a video with Jamie Lee Curtis announcing that Halloween ends. um, The final quote unquote final Halloween movie of the franchise. Uh, She made the announcement that the movie is going day and date which means it will be in theaters, but also on the streaming service Peacock on October 14th. Ugh, universal. These are my first reactions to it. (laughs) Why? After, no one needs to say it, but I love Universal's like line that they're making Jamie Lee Curtis say, like this gets it to more people in the audience. Like we're expanding our audience this way. No, you're not. Not at all. Like you think that that Paramount needed to expand the Top Gun audience. Like everybody and their dog saw Top Gun. Okay, like yeah. <laughs> putting it on streaming does not quote expand the audience. Yeah, all it does is hopefully like catches a wider net so they can get paid subscribers on their streaming service. This is just a very blatant like, hey, we kind of have a good film. Let's put it on the streaming service and see if we can get any subscribers. Because this one they might actually subscribe to when we've had, I hate to say it, like bad film after bad film after bad, like, sorry, not bad film, poor performing, poor performing, poor performing film. Yeah. Like three in a row. Like none of those we could have sacrificed. No, you had to do the one that was actually going to be a commercial film. One of your biggest titles of the year. The one that we were actually looking forward to because it was, it was one thing to do Halloween kills on streaming because it was pandemic time it made sense that you could have made the excuse your streaming service this was before spider-man no way home yeah so your your streaming service was fledgling we all gave you a pass universal on that Mm -hmm. one it was the second one too like who cares about the second uh three-parter you only care about the the first and the end yeah right no one cares about the middle child no no so we were like okay that's fine but come on this is the the end we this is the one with the most interest because you want to see what happens there's no more pandemic people are going to the movies now if it's a good movie they're going there's no more like oh i'm scared because the pandemic that's not happening anymore or at least that is a i think it's a smaller portion now 
non-existent i would say okay. to a certain point and people are fed up with streaming like they kind of know what kind of movies are streaming now and they kind of know what kind of movies are not going to be streaming they've there, learned a little there's yeah. no indication this should have been a streaming movie this is this it was prime for a regular theatrical release and should have all they're doing is ruining the value in this in this final film by doing this yeah i w- was disappointed in that video because it didn't first off as a marketing prop it didn't really sound like excitement it sounded like giving business reasons of why you're doing this like it sounded like for the consumers at least for me maybe i'm just too closely attached when it comes to this industry that we're in but it just came across as like no no this is okay to do because this is for you guys and you guys and (laughs) but it's and and it's still and it still has success anyway and it's like why are you we're gonna have our cake and eat it too yeah why are you saying that as if you're an investor's call you're talking to consumers like don't you're talking to the audience give, yeah the don't audience. give them consumer speak like i don't think consumers want to hear that and the audience wants to be scared in a movie theater they don't want to yeah. be like they don't want to watch this at home like who wants to watch a scary movie alone in the dark or with a close group of friends like no you want to go to the theater and you want to huddle up and you want to yeah. hear other people squeal and it's going to be scary and that's what horror movies are so horror movies and comedies are really fun in the theater and action mm-hmm. movies i mean all movies are great in the theater but horror movies because you're scared in a crowd and that and you get to hear people be like oh no yeah and then comedies because you love hearing other people laugh like it's infectious and then action movies because that there's no better presentation than a big screen and surround sound yeah for, for sure so just so disappointing such a blatant attempt to have peacock you know subscriptions go up and it's just if no if everybody everybody understands that peacock exists if you're not getting subscribers it this isn't these are just really hollow ways to like boost that number i also think halloween ends had a small not large but small uphill battle to climb after halloween kills uh because i don't think audiences really gravitate to it as much as the last halloween movie the uh the the rebooted first one however you can phrase it um but now that you're backing out from theatrical only and now saying theatrical and streaming it's going to remind them of what happened the last time you did that right and that ended up being not so great of a movie it tips them off that maybe this movie isn't good yeah (laughs) and maybe i shouldn't even bother because it's not going to be well i don't know if it's isn't it going to be is it a premium VOD, like a video on demand, or is it par- going to be part of their cheap tier of like five bucks? Ooh, I, they actually didn't specify, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I'd be curious about that. If it's VOD, but you've put it on streaming, I think everybody still thinks that they're not going to pay 20 bucks for this. What did they do last time? I think they put it on their cheap tier. I think that was also an issue because mm-hmm. they're trying to get subscriptions. Right. So. Yeah, I don't know. Then, then they might be doing the same thing. Yeah. Because I haven't really heard of their ratings or their uh, subscriber numbers. I just love how boosting. we have a studio like in Warner Brothers that is saying we are not going to make movies for streaming. Movies belong in theaters where they compound the value across all of the streams mm-hmm. on that. So there, you get compounded value and by putting it in a theater. And Warners, who had probably the like the biggest stake into this idea of it day and dating with streaming because of their experiment with the 2020 and 2021 slates, um, 
are saying, oh, this was a bad idea. We're going to pivot. The exact moment that's happening, Universal's like, no, I'm going all in. Right. <laughs> going all in on your bad on your bad idea because we need to do something about these subscriptions. Yeah. So it just, I think they'll all figure it out in their due time. It's just sucky because there's like no content right now. And we were really, it w a lot of my conversations are like, let's just get to October. October will finally have stuff. And like, and like Halloween ends was in the middle of the month. It was like, it's mm -hmm. October 14th. It was right. Lyle Lyle Halloween ends. And then we had black Adam like that. We were going to get through a whole month with some really good titles right. and, and it'll still be good, yeah. but just won't be oh, as good. Itchy. Yeah. It's, um, I think we've spoken enough about it, but, um, that's just what uh, we wanted to say last week when we weren't yes. here. <laughs> yes. No, I did see it on the road and I was like, Oh, Universal, you're on my shit list now. <laughs> As <laughs> you and Jordan Peele, <laughs> they'll get off it eventually. I know you guys will they write will. the wrongs. They don't stay forever. If you, no, I always give second chances. You do. Yeah, Jordan I've always Peele. been nice about that. Jordan Peele's just got to do one more good movie, and then he's back up. He did. It was nope. It it wasn't. Nope. It was. It, it, it <laughs> fortunately was not nope. But he'll learn from this mistake and actually make a good film next time. Maybe an even better one. Yeah. Maybe he just needs a break. Maybe he's just tapped out and he just needs to like recharge his batteries a little bit. I mean, you good. You saw I'm fine Don with them you taking saw their his time. Don Keen hairdo. Like maybe he's just a little frazzled. <laughs> maybe he just needs like a luxury vacation. Maybe him and the wife and the kids go to the Bahamas or something and just really like get on the beach with a pineapple rum and, you know, scuba dive or snorkel a little bit with the fishies. And, is this your vacation? This is no, this is his. I'm just it's saying. Just, I'm sounds, recharging his batteries. You just had it so quick on the draw. I just wasn't. Well, who wouldn't want that? Well, no, that sounds amazing. Yeah. But yeah. You just had it's a quick my go to. Uh, it was my vacation. I, I don't know. There'd be a lot more coverage. Like <laughs> nobody wants to see me like trying to snorkel out there in a bathing suit. All so. right. We can move on now. Um, so as we're, we were saying, October looks great, but I think now is the time that we discuss a little bit more about September. Yeah. What are we going to do? Actually, what are we going to do? <laughs> we are going to experiment. We're going to take September and we are going to experiment with indie product, alternative content. Ooh. We're going to change out screens, try new things. September is experimenting time, just like August. And we're going to, we're going to throw something against the wall and see what sticks and if it doesn't whoosh, off the off the booking sheet it goes and on to something new you're so not doing okay are you no i am <laughs> it's great i just am making so many more bookings than yeah. i've ever made because stuff's not not lasting but that's okay we are in all honesty trying new things it's a good time to to go back to some of the like independent distributors and be like hey we've got we've got our screens open what do you got for us and so definitely picking them dry right now <laughs> sure yeah so anything like off the top of your head that you for sure oh, are experimenting gosh. with or yes. is well, it just any any literally anything anything no it's um you know a lot of the things that are that were opening that were very limited are now going wider so i'm looking mm. to lionsgate for their fall film about the girls on that tower you know that, oh, the, the, uh, that the ladder falls away and then mm -hmm. they have to try to get down and then i'm looking at um bleaker street with uh they breaking that one looks really good yeah 
And um, then I'm looking to Roadside with Gigi and Nate, okay. which is the paraplegic and his helper monkey film. Right. Might make you cry, but that's okay. It's it looks uplifting. very cute. Yeah. yeah. So I've got something uplifting, something a little kind of like dark and brooding, and then something like, you know, thriller-esque. So okay. those are kind of my next big hits. Um, also playing some of the things off the break, like Invitation. You know, Sony didn't go super wide with that, so we're bringing that in down the road. Not that I think it's going to be, you know, huge, but I think it'll, it's PG-13. It'll be a great, like, one and done weekend Yeah, exactly. Film. Um, and then we're doing a few more bringbacks of Top Guns and other things that we could, when we, if we couldn't bring it back over Labor Day, we're kind of looking at doing that. And, and, um, oh, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, and then on the 16th, September 16th, it's like there's not, there's a bunch of Labor Day f- product then there's like nothing on the ninth which is understandable because that's usually a really really slow weekend anyways it's coming off a holiday everybody's back at school and then things usually pick up on september or the about the, the middle of september right right so we have september 16th and there are like so many films um yeah i have a faith-based film running the bases uh searchlight has a film see how they run which i've been confusing those two together <laughs> Like the titles are very similar. See how they run and running the bases. Yeah, and like run, run, run. <laughs> right. Um, so those I'm I'm targeting. Um, and then what else do we have? We have Woman King from Sony. That's going very wide. So that's anchoring a lot. And yeah. and they got a PG thirteen rating, by the way. Not surprising because i think i was so surprised did you not see that first well you didn't because you weren't at CinemaCon. that first clip they showed i was like this could be a rated r film like and uh, some of my exhibitors i talked to before official ratings come out they usually put in a post hold rating Hmm. and they thought it was for sure going to be r2 so now i'm a little like part of me is excited because a pg-13 is always better gets it It has more eyes on it yeah and i think that's the reason they did it expands the net for the audience however i am hoping it's not boring you know like a pg-13 yeah like are they gonna bash in enough heads are those lady warriors gonna be vicious enough like i i need some viciousness from them it probably will be without swear words and uh blood if i had to guess i want a lot more to combat blood clouds Like, I needed that from Bullet Train. I don't know if it'll exactly be similar to Mortal Kombat, but realistic blood would be ideal. Yeah. Don't hide it all. Right. You can show a little. Yeah, let's let's really show... Just don't have it pouring out. It's fine. What's wrong with pieces of skull exposed? If you're going to take huge clubs and club men to death, I want to see... I want to see the gruesomeness. At least least let's have it happen. I mean, they're not stealth assassins. They're not going to be like... They were hiding in the gone. weeds at the beginning of that trailer. <laughs> that they were stealthy. True. They they could be. And maybe Give them that's, a little credit. Maybe maybe my expectations are more brutal than what they mm-hmm. are. Maybe they are like a little easier going. Maybe they are more stealthy. I think it just is the editing will be that you, it will probably be noticeable editing because they're probably toning it down from R to PG-13. Yeah. I think that's just going to be the biggest notice of it. I'm not worried that... I'm not going to see the viciousness of um, these women warriors. As long warriors. as it's not boring and the action is there, then I'm fine with it. In fact, I think a PG-13 with a, like a good amount of action would probably mm. make, like be really good on that film. Yeah, I would I would worry about the editing uh, sacrificing good action. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Other than that, I'm not worried about them coming across as boring. 
Okay. So I think it, 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 it could be okay. So we have, yeah, so we have that one. And then um, A24 has a prequel film to their ex, oh, Pearl. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that this also came out of nowhere to me. <laughs> so, yeah. As someone who has seen X, I was like, you're doing a prequel to X? Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> if I remember right, I described X as like a Texas Chainsaw porno film where they literally were kids trying to make a porno film in like the texas rural area and like some barn and like bloody mayhem ensues Mm -hmm. so (laughs) so texas chainsaw porno and they're like we're gonna make a prequel to this and so i obviously did not see this movie i just not my type of film yeah but um (laughs) but i was like i'm guessing that the late crazy old lady in the trailer was the bad guy now and that this is her, how she, you know, started killing people early in life because mm-hmm. she probably killed all the teenagers. Mm-hmm. I don't hope I'm not spoiling anything, but. Well, yes, but also you don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I hope I'm not, but I am. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, so this will be her. And I actually find this story about her like beauty pageant, wanting to be a star and murdering her way to the top, unfulfilled dreams, more interesting than than texas chainsaw porno so i'm kind of excited about this one and i wonder if the filmmaker thought the same thing i'm sure at first they wanted to make like this uh b-rated s horror slasher film that's the vibe that i was getting from the movie and why i enjoyed it but i think after a while the filmmaker probably maybe thought more about thought more about it yeah maybe this character spoke more to them afterwards and they're like i think i even have a better story yeah for this crazy old lady that kills people yeah and i mean it's possible that this movie doesn't even need to have people see x you could go in blind i think i think you probably should go in blind i don't think you should have any expectations on on this character i think you sure yeah you probably would be better served having not seen x but if you have seen x i'm sure you'll enjoy it too because all the same because watching that trailer for x it it, you know it touches on a certain sensibility of people Mm. are like curious about horror films i'm not curious about horror films at all bloody films are one thing like mortal Kombat. that's not scary that's just like gruesome and bloody but Horror films that actually are terrifying? No, thank you. Right. In fact, you know what's surprising? I tried to see, I tried to watch Ready Player One because I never watched that when it came out, <laughs> okay. and it was actually on the TV while I was vi- visiting my in-laws mm-hmm. in the Midwest. And that part where they go into like the Shining movie, and you have the right. naked lady that turns into like a zombie, a naked zombie lady that's like grotesque. It was really. I had to like shield the children. I did not realize. That was surprisingly scary. Yeah, it works better than you would think. And I'm like, I'm a baby when it comes to this stuff. I cannot watch it. (laughs) That scene also just kind of comes out of nowhere to me, but it does work. It worked out (laughs) of nowhere. Yeah. Did I really need to see a naked zombie lady? Probably not. Like, it probably could have gotten through what it needed to do without that. Ready Player One's an odd movie the more I think about it. Well, I didn't even get to finish it. So now I'm like, crap now i gotta see the beginning because i didn't see the beginning i've watched all the middle didn't see the end i have mm-hmm. no idea how it ends obviously they probably win the prize but i don't even know what that really entails i have not i don't know the whole story it's sad eh, well go do it on your own time i guess i will uh let's circle back though is that the last title that uh is catching your eye for september well that Pearl? was all well no that's just the, that was just the movies on the 16th right 
So then we still have the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't re- exactly remember what comes out that week. Is that, w- oh, don't, uh, don't worry, darling. Yeah. Which is getting a little bit of a buzz. I think that, that looks really good. It's an original concept idea too, which, and it's more of a mystery. So I like that. I'm getting a bad buzz vibe from it. You are? Yeah. Really? Because it's sort of tracking kind of high. Like there's some awareness of it. Yes, but I think it's because of Olivia Wilde, not drama. Drama. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to get a sense that people somehow are looking behind the scenes of this movie and are sensing like there was drama behind the scenes of this movie. Yeah. And I think it's turning people off. Like she's not writing the narrative ship very well. Yeah, that and like drama behind the scenes of her possibly hooking up with Harry Styles while they were filming. Um, Yeah. Rumors that that Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde didn't get along, which I don't know if this is all true, by the way. I'm just reading. Right. There there has been some speculation that Florence Pugh was upset with her over hooking up with Harry Styles and is now not very well promoting the film. But none of the actors really are either. So I'm not taking too much stock into it. I'm just saying from a consumer point of view, I'm seeing more negativity towards that towards the title rather than positive. Well, I'm hoping I'm wrong though. I'm hoping this ends up being a really good movie because I've been looking forward to this for a while, but I'm, I'm not getting a good feeling from it. Bummer. Well, that's coming out the 23rd. It is. And then just be um, warned. (laughs) And then we have on the 30th, we have smile from Paramount. So, and bros and bros. Yeah. And, I just told Kyle earlier today because we got an email with some marketing materials about Smile. I'm like, these images freak me out. Like, it really, I don't know why, like, maniacal smiling (laughs) images Mm -hmm. are like, no, thank you. I'm just going to delete that email. But Kyle made a good point. He's like, it's working. I'm like, yeah, but ew. Ew, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, if if other people are saying that too, it's working. Yeah. It might actually be a really good horror movie. Hopefully, yeah. Um, and then we have Bros that week, so that kind of rounds out our September. Yeah. And you know, and we've, we've talked a lot about Bros, so I don't think we need to. I'm not going to give Universal any more talk about their films now that they've screwed us on Halloween. So, yeah. Bros exists. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Which there really, we have it. Really sucks because I've watched another trailer for it and I laughed and I, I'm like, oh, it looks, looks. It does look good. It looks so funny. It looks funny. I hate you, Universal. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> I hate how much I love you. I hate how much I love your movies. <sighs> but man, you're difficult to work with. Sometimes. <laughs> Not the people, just the general concepts. You want to move to the next topic before you yeah. get off the line that you're trying to teeter-totter on? Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I teeter-tottering well on that? You are, but I could see... The struggle is real. I could see the struggle, and we should probably help <laughs> yeah, you out here. Thank you. <laughs> All right, three thousand years of Lonnie. You saw it. Let I me did. Ask you, genie, Idris Elba, right? Yeah, um, he's a djinn, which is also right. what a, a genie is sorry, called. A djinn. Yeah, not stuck to a bottle. No. Yeah. I mean, he's tied to it, but it's not like in Aladdin where <laughs> you have to rub it. <laughs> I mean, there's out. that too, but it, it's it's okay. it looks different. That's all I'm so, saying. It looks different. So how was do do him and Tilda Swinton start a relationship in this movie? I have so many questions. I'm just going to ask Kyle. Like, Yes, it's a story about love and the magic of storytelling. And those two do uh, spark a relationship. Is it interesting to watch? 
I don't think so. I think the most interesting parts of this chemistry. They do. I mean, they're they're talented actors, and obviously they did very well. I just don't think the script did well of making Tilda Swinton's character's arc make enough sense for what why she chose to be in a relationship with him. Um, but the best parts of this movie are the director, George Miller's uh, visuals, especially when it comes to the Jin's magic and comes to the stories that he tells about how he became a Jin and what led him to this moment where she like finds the bottle he's in and releases him. So those parts, uh, when it comes to seeing in a theater on a visual level, awesome and a lot of fun. And the stories are really, um, entertaining. Um, but I don't think the present day parts where those two interact are scripted very well. And I don't think it does well for Tilda Swinton's character that it makes sense why, uh, the relationship happens. Yeah, you've got to, I think in a movie like that, you've got to have a super strong, very romantic, like, relationship. Like, that's got to be something that people, like, want to see happen. Like, a really, truly believable love story, but that's almost just, like, swoon-worthy. Yeah. um, And it doesn't sound like you get that with with this. Not really, only because I feel there isn't a a progression of her realizing she's falling in love or realizing that um she wants to fall in love with him like with the type of characterization that she is i have seen movies before to where the leaf is turned you see the progression but not so much here and it does suffer in the final act as well where the final act already has a hard time knowing when to end the movie but as the movie keeps going and you keep seeing their relationship you're just for she, me, anyway, you're left asking more questions than... Does she begrudgingly stay with him because she has no other options? So she's like, yeah, No, it, sure. it's not It's not begrudgingly. Oh. But the, the decision she makes doesn't make sense to me. Oh, weird. Just seeing how I've known her character from the beginning, but not seeing a progression yeah. to her decision. So that, that's where I'm stuck at with this movie and why it was a tad disappointing for me. Yeah. Um, but the visual aspect of it alone, I would be like, telling people to check it out right. at least give it a chance especially on the big screen yeah exactly i i don't regret seeing the movie because i had um those visuals to be able to remember about yeah huh interesting well it it, it didn't open strong it it you know did okay um there was quite a few locations where who it did not i think the marketing did, just didn't match up so there wasn't even a cursory interest in it yeah uh the marketing makes it out to be more bombastic than it actually is there's yeah. bombastic moments but it's not all the way through i get why the marketing did do that though right you're trying to create hype yeah um but i think between that and just the amount of locations it ended up going to it just was in a situation to where it wasn't going to spark much attention. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I'm a tad disappointed. I wish because it's George Miller, they gave it more of a chance and pushed it out a tad bit more. But they probably also saw that even for it's this pretty... director and how well-known he is, he this movie is just so in its own lane that you just it, don't really trust the audience. It felt very art house to me. Like. And it probably it is. It felt very art house, very, it did not feel super commercial like uh, Cineplex at all. It felt, even like small town, it did. It felt like it was a film you would see in like a New York, 
art house. Right. Not one you would see. In, you like, would take a your Utah. glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have like. Hike up your scarf. Right. Four or five times. Maybe. <laughs> maybe uh, wear your pearls and enjoy the faux like lamps and stuff. What are those like the... glasses they like hold with a stick? Oh, binoculars. Yeah. Is that like opera theater? Glasses. Oh, they're actually called binoculars. Yeah. They're, well, they're binoculars on a stick. So you can I, be like, oh, I guess. Hello, I thought hello. there was always a different name for it. But anyway. There could be. I'm not that sophisticated, Kyle. No, this is clearly not us as yeah. we're mocking this crowd. Sorry, everyone. But <laughs> it was definitely in that crowd. And that crowd is few and far between when you get to the middle of the country, I think. Yeah. But I'm gl- I was thankful for it. And it definitely, I don't think there's anything wrong with exposing audiences to something more upscale that's mm-hmm. maybe a little, little bit more commercial. And we do want more original content. We don't want... This certainly is it. So I it's love, on the people complaining about that. I love how Top Gun did so much. Mm-hmm. But for every Top Gun, it's not bad to have a few of these others that maybe strike up something that's that's new. So Yeah, I think it can't all be Top Guns. Right. You have to diversify yeah, you just a to little. Push your boundaries. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I have a whole <laughs> list. No, I have a whole list of films that I have been dying to see, but I just don't have time. You sure. know what the top of my list is? Marcel the Shell with Two Shoes. I know that is coming to our local theater. Is it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to like see Like next month. Yes. I want to see that one so bad. There you go. I lobbed you up. Oh, you did. You did so good mm-hmm. because um, I've been looking on, all, uh, this is terrible, but I've been looking on all the streaming sites because I was like, it's never coming here. I need to see this movie. Like, mm-hmm. where am I going to see it? And it's just not been available yet, which is great because I'm booking at places knowing that it's not available on streaming. Yeah. But I that's like at the top of my list. Um, I never did see Doctor Strange. That's on there. I need to watch. I don't think you'll like it. I don't think I will either, but I feel like it's my duty to see this. Okay. That's a duty one. Um, well, this, <laughs> that's a this, duty one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Child. <laughs> 3,000 Years of Lawning was one that I did actually really want to see, but just haven't had the time. Mm-hmm. Invitation, I secretly want to see. And I have yeah, a Yeah, that one I don't get. I just like those occasional like PG-13 horror things, especially sure. vampires. <laughs> For some reason. Not it should twi- be vampires. Not Twilight. Like, like Twilight's like... Pfft, get that away but you remember <laughs> okay. the, the dracula movie dracula untold with luke evans yeah you're weirdly <sighs> obsessed with that movie i loved it and i feel like this one is probably something i can also be weirdly obsessed over i hope so <laughs> yeah. so I they're just so. so i do want to see invitation and that one i think i'll try to see before our next podcast so i can tell you how great it is okay um what else yeah there's just i've been just kind of keeping a list good yeah marcel's at the top i cannot wait to see that well it looks it's so coming. cute. So cute. Yeah. I made so many bookings of it for next week. <laughs> Hopefully this sticks. <laughs> Hopefully it works. Yeah. Hopefully people like this as much as I like the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's just a little weird. Yeah. It's out there. I need me some, I need me some weird offbeat films mm-hmm. that are cute. Yeah. This is it. This is it. So I'll um have to look at that. Check that one out. All right. Before we wrap up the show, we do have one topic that we want to highlight about. Yeah, so while I was out traveling and stuff, it kind of was like a big bombshell. Cineworld, uh, which is the second largest theater chain in the U.S., um, was exploring Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They hired some lawyers from Kirkland and Ellis to specifically to explore this. And I think 
it sent their stock tumbling, but I think this is just an indicator that, hey, we didn't fully recover from this pandemic and we didn't fully recover from some of the issues. We, I think in this narrative that we have about the cinema industry, the pandemic has kind of taken over like all of a sudden movie going wasn't on the decline until the pandemic, which it just isn't true. It was, there was a lot of pressure pre pandemic on cinema going and movie going. Yeah, and for sure. A lot. And it had been in decline for so many years. All the, all of the pandemic did was speed it up. It also showed how much communities really do want movie going. So I think we didn't, I think before the pandemic, you knew that movie cl- movie going was in decline, but you didn't know where the bottom was. <laughs> the pandemic created a bottom. <laughs> yeah. So now we know that every theater in America can shut down and people still want movies. So mm-hmm. we know that like some movie going exists, which is I think really positive because it was always, we never knew for sure pre pandemic if people would want to see movies in the future. Right. So if anything, that has been one of the saving graces of the pandemic was saying, yes, this is a form of entertainment that we want to see continue. Mm -hmm. Now, is it going to continue in the size and scale that it had pre pandemic? Definitely not, but it wasn't going to anyways. We had seen the slow decline. Right. So by Cineworld doing this bankruptcy, I think that all of it is, is a signaling and posturing to give to give it the ability to negotiate out of bad leases, out of um, underperforming locations, and really get their circuit back to being what was the good generators, like sure. to profit yeah. and revenue, and being able to shed and get out of. Now, will they be as big as they were after this process? Probably not, and that's okay. Like I think it gives a really good opportunity for independence exhibitors to maybe go into these um, underperforming locations because they were underperforming under a certain operator. Right. Maybe you could go in and change up the location, change up the booking strategy, change up the experience and still you answered the question I was going to ask you. So never. yeah. And still have some, and still have some profitability and, and some um, success there. Mm-hmm. But are is the US overscreened? Yes. That like we we have probably too many movie screens for the amount of movie going. We'll never movie going will never be at the height of entertainment as it was before. Like there was a heyday, obviously. As yeah. there's a heyday for opera, as there was like a heyday for live theater, as there's a heyday for a lot of entertainment thing Absolutely. You know, experiences. Laser tag probably had a heyday. Maybe it's making a comeback. I don't know. Maybe. I love I love Maybe. laser tag. <laughs> um, so, so we do know, all we know right now is that in general, I don't want to have what's happening with Cineworld, which is very much a corporate business. This mm-hmm. is no, this should be in no way taken as like, oh, the death of the movie industry. No, this is fr- on their business level, their management decisions their corporate structure needs to be redone so it's profitable for they're not going away yeah it just needs to be profitable for their shareholders yeah and bankruptcy is a means to create that profit for them yeah it doesn't mean structure it doesn't mean once you file for bankruptcy you're gone for good right you're not they can come back still and they will and they this is just a, a a tool in their arsenal to restructure and 
just because they have to restructure and probably AMC in a few years will need to restructure doesn't mean that the health of our industry is bad. Like I just, I'm very positive on the health of our industry because Mm. unlike other industries, except for maybe like medical or something, we, as far as other entertainment industries, we know that people could not live without movies. They couldn't live without popcorn. They couldn't live without the, community aspect of it they mm-hmm. they couldn't live without it it just do they need it all the time and is their movie going habits going to be the way they were you know even 10 15 years ago no like that's gone we got to forget that but mm-hmm. does that mean that we can't still have successful profitable businesses in this movie industry absolutely it's just that we got to rethink it. We got to rethink it a little. It maybe go a little old school, you know, cut back your hours, cut back, you know, what you offer or offer completely new experiences. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that Cineworld themselves are going to be rethinking and having go back to the basics a little more. Yeah. Um, that could potentially happen. And it's not like Cineworld is the one that's being called out or should be called out for this. It's it could have been AMC. It could have been any one of the it big probably chains. should have been AMC. I mean, it sh- even before the pandemic, yeah. it should have been AMC. It should have been I don't, AMC. I still don't know how they pulled that off. They but. got so lucky. Yeah. Because they were just, they were right there. They were right where, right there. The and pandemic probably helped them. Yeah, because of the, weirdly. Because of the crazy meme stock. Yeah. If they hadn't been able to capitalize on that meme stock, which I'm not saying that saved them. That just save them in the moment like from the immediate bankruptcy process Mm -hmm. they're probably still gonna have to deal with this in the long term um and i wouldn't be surprised if in five years we don't see amc going through this process as well yeah for sure i mean they all went through while they have more money they have went through what we all went through and as a result they lost money in the process in 2020 Mm -hmm. despite things coming back in 2021 they still lost money like the first half of the year wasn't that great if we all remember correctly and they are to a degree suffering from what the independents are suffering from in that there's just not enough content to be had for them. And that's why they're probably right. possibly going to be going to uh, different ideas on how to run businesses, kind of like what the independents have to do. It's very possible. Right. Are, when I say are we over screened, I don't mean do we have too many locations in this country? No. Do we have too many screens to fill for the amount of content we are getting from the studios? Right. Absolutely. Like you cannot I think the the heyday of a 30 plex or even a 15 plex probably over. Like we probably should not be seeing megaplexes anymore. But does that not mean that we can't see a 6 to 8 screen boutique theater thrive in this environment? Mm-hmm absolutely and we are seeing it in some cases even now like, yeah and whether that's a chain or whether that's an independent like yeah. i think those six to eight boutique styles of theaters could be enticing for um the the movie theater crowd that you're trying to engage right, with because you're not the it used to be that that anybody into entertainment was your movie was the movie theater crowd mm-hmm. like for the most part it was everybody now it's mm-hmm. not anymore and that's okay that that's okay as owners and exhibitors, we have to realize that we our pool of potential audiences and potential customers is not as big as it used to be. How do I get them in with the limited product I have? And how do I pivot now, not only my operations, but my strategies on how to appeal to these people? And that's yeah. that 
is going to take a few years to figure out Mm -hmm. and we're going to have a lot of sacrifices and we're going to lose a lot of ones on the way. But I think when we come out of that, if as an industry, we're able to reorientate ourselves and I'm not talking about the big guys, they'll do what they got to do, but I'm just talking independence. If we are able to like come together and say, this is what we need to do and we'll tailor it for our unique, you know, areas and our unique customers I think we can, it, you can be really profitable because I am seeing it. I am seeing mm-hmm. successful, profitable, independent, small business, cinema owners still working. I'm also seeing a lot struggling. So I'm not going to say that it's not a struggle right now. And it is very difficult. And I am seeing a lot of, a lot of privately held cinemas going and being become public. So selling to nonprofits, selling to city governments and going the nonprofit route. And we are seeing a lot of that because the community wants to keep a theater, but it's not economically viable. And as a certain size and a certain population, it isn't economically viable anymore. Mm -hmm. And at a certain big size, it's not economically viable anymore because you don't have enough products. So it, it's just a, we're entering a time of figuring it out, but I am so confident going into it because I know that people want movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just for the theater owners or managers who are listening to our podcast or are watching on YouTube, um, we are on YouTube. But if you have your own thoughts about this topic or any of the other things we discuss, comment below on uh, our video on YouTube. Right. We would love to hear your guys' yeah. thoughts. Or or shout out us at Facebook. I mean, I would love to hear any positive, successful experiences that you're having. Yeah. Or or I will gladly commiserate with you about your struggles too. Like Mm -hmm. I know this is not easy right now and it is scary as heck, especially when we look at September and then we look at October and there's like two good movies the whole month and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get through this? The anxiety about it, excuse me. Yeah. uh, I can't imagine. But then we get into November and then we get into Christmas. Things look good. Comes in waves. We're not going to talk about January and February and then we get back to it. So <laughs> yeah, just a oh, weird. It's, it's so funny how so much changes. This industry has changed so much, but so much still stays the, the same. The patterns still stay yeah. the same. That's what's a little reassuring. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, our pattern will always continue for the most part. We will be back next week with a new episode of the podcast. Um, and yeah hopefully our our third musketeer will be with us and not spreading whatever he has to the rest of us i don't know he's in quarantine at home i've kept that door shut she does look a little worried everyone take over the bedroom i will sleep on the couch yeah i got a new couch by the way and it's pretty nice you might as well try it out yeah well i i've been sleeping on it so oh already okay (laughs) yeah Thank goodness for the new couch so he can have his his sickness chambers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hope everyone is doing out there. Good luck for this uh, Labor Day weekend, and we'll be back next week. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.